Welcome back to another episode of Love is Out There, a 90 Day Fiance podcast. I'm Julia. I'm Alan. And we're recapping the sixth episode of 90 Day Fiance, the original. And this is part one. The real you. The real real? That's the name of the episode. I kind of thought of it as like a pieces of me, pieces of you. What is that? I don't know. Pictures of me? It's once a song. Is that Ashley Simpson? I think so, right? Okay. Open up down on Squim Avenue. What would you like for breakfast, love? I don't remember what she made for breakfast. She she made croissant. Natalie wants him to relax because she's going to wine him, dine him, and then, do you know the rest of that saying, Julia? It's not 68. It's not 67. 47. Lucky number. Natalie is still so uncomfortable in this house. And has she still not unpacked or is that just from the weekend trip? No, she hasn't unpacked yet from like Ukraine. That's weird. Yeah. Did you see her fat shame, Mike? I mean, I didn't know that he was on a diet, but she kind of was alluding to that, right? I need to put on more weight. You will look gorgeous. She could go for a couple LBs. She wouldn't be so disgusting if she had like a couple more pounds on her. How is she going to put on more LBs if she's eating carrots every day? She has to eat more carrots. More carrots. Carrots with croissant. So then the scene moves into like unpacking and dressers and shelves and closet space. And then they start fighting over that. I'm not even sure what she wants. What is the right answer? Give her a damn dresser. That's all she wants. All that she wants is another dresser. So he took his clothes out of the dresser or the drawers if you live in New Jersey, which is where you are. And he opened up some closet space for her and it still wasn't good enough. Now I have to go clean the closet. The problem with the closet, though, is there's a dead animal in there or something. Wait, really? No, she says it smells. It probably has a musk. I mean, if that's where his dirty clothes are and if he's getting out out fishing and you don't know what that smell is. Probably something Uncle Bo trapped and threw back there and forgot he he left it there. Or he like made a raccoon hat hat out of actual raccoon and left it in there. A Daniel Boone hat? Yes. Yes. Daniel Boone was a man, was a man, was a man. What else would he have been? It was a show, Julia. Oh. I know we joke a lot about the language barrier sometimes. Natalie said she brought some jerseys. That's what she needed to unpack. Like, what are we talking here? Like Red Army type stuff? Because you know who won the 1980 Hockey Olympics? No. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Nope. Wayne Gretzky? Are you absolutely kidding me right now? They made a movie with Kurt Russell in Lake Placid. Sure, but you think I know any of their names? Get out of here. I'm not asking for the name, but this is the, you all you had to say was Team USA. Oh, USA. Do you know anybody that's played many hockey games on that exact ice rink? Yeah, your friend Kyle. Son of a bitch, Julia. (laughs) I played. Welcome to Norlands. Downtown. 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 Downtown New Orleans. There was like a big sign that said, welcome to New Orleans downtown. And come on, that didn't make you think a little Macklemore. All I know about New Orleans is Bourbon Street and and there's the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm not sure where that is in relation, but isn't Bourbon Street downtown? French quarters? I have no idea. I guess. I'm still not sure if it's Macklemore or Macklemore. Micklemore. Do you know where Macklemore's from? 
Seattle. That is correct. Damn it. I was trying to trick you. All his songs on that first album are about Seattle. He talks about spitting off the Space Needle. He spit. You can spit off of that? Well, he did hmm, in a I song. Wanna, I want to do that. I don't think it'll feel good if you're at the bottom. The scene picks up the morning after their big romantic Thai dinner, which is an oxymoron in itself. I mean, you're doomed for anything good if you want to go out for Thai food. I don't like Thai food. It's delicious. This might be the first scene that we've ever seen together that I wrote down nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing happened. They talked. Then he's going to the airport. The only comment I have, Julia, why did she go to the airport with him? Why not? It's romantic. Really? She I wanted was... to see him go. I would have gone with you to the airport or taken you. Different if you need a ride. But she had to Uber there and Uber back. She should have walked him to the elevator, maybe waited for him outside. She's romantic. She wants to see him go. So are you telling me when you come and visit me in New York City, I should get in the car and as you're driving towards the Lincoln Tunnel, I should jump out right before and take the train back home? No, you should come with me all the way to... Insane. No, absolutely not. Last note, Jody leaves. That's all I got. So I wrote that they have a really boring cab ride to the airport and they have an embrace before he leaves. And he says, I'll miss you so much. And she replies, how much in dollar? I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, she likes that money. Don't all you women's. Mm-hmm. Now to some drama in Mexico. Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. 42 days till the visa expires? Is the clock moving fast or are we just getting a late start on this? We always knew that. Do we? They were, they've, it started a while ago and that's why they're trying to get together and go to America so that they can get married before the time runs out and they have to do the process all over again. I got it. Okay, I guess I forget about some of these things. There's so much to take in. Andrew was pretty sad and I actually really felt his pain. He had no nachos or cervezas in front of him. He's now fasting until he gets to see Amira again. For real? Did you not hear? And this can probably make the podcast. The Capitol Hill thing that happened you know, last week where the guy had that buffalo horn and the face paint. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know that he's very in jail and on a hunger strike because he won't eat non-organic food? Stop it. Can't make this up. <laughs> hunger strike. He is on a hunger strike. He only eats Whole Foods and Trader Joe's organic. When does he get out? I have no idea. How great is that? So dumb. When Andrew FaceTimes his family, I thought this was some of the worst acting I've ever seen. They had to know things didn't work out. The sister and mother were like, what? What's going on? What are you doing? Where It was it was bad. Yeah. I feel like their reaction was so kind of selfish. It was like, how are you doing? Who cares? He's fine. He's at a resort in Mexico. Without nachos and coronas. Who cares? He is just fine. They should be worrying about her and figuring out a solution there. We know that the sister doesn't like Amira. Yeah, but nobody wants people to be detained in another country. That is not true. I know some people I would love to see detained. All right. From what I know, Andrew was assuming the correct thing. He said, if something went wrong, she should have been turned right around and sent back to France. You know, you work on a show where we've seen this many times. The person oh, yes. gets off. Something is not going well. They are on a flight back home. How soon? Hours, not days. Within 10 hours, like the next flight, if there's availability. But yeah. Unless she has some priors or something, I'm not sure what's going on. It could be anything. It really could. 
Or they just want money. So Andrew's stuck at this resort for two weeks? Or do you think he's going to bail and go home early? I don't know. If I were him, I would have gone to Mexico City. But I don't know how that works. And he might not be able to because of the quarantine and their government. I have, I don't know the restrictions. He then says, I think the line of the episode. I mean, I've only seen half of it so far because I try not to spoil what I know. The only hope I have is that tomorrow is the complete opposite of today. Andrew Shakespeare over here. (laughs) Andy Shakes. And he has yet to shed a tear. He has no water left. He's been sweating so hard. (laughs) It was such a weird line. I felt like he was performing for the camera. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be different than today. Okay. Got it. I hope this goes well tomorrow. If there's one thing I know is that there's two things I don't know. Like, shut (laughs) up, dude. It was so annoying. Well, they used it. It worked in the scene. So now we're with Rebecca in Georgia, and she's so nervous because Ziad is about to arrive. What? She's getting dolled up because finally the love of her life, for the third time, is almost here. Right. And do you know who comes to visit her? Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. If I knew who that was, it would maybe be good. You do know the lead singer of My Chem? No, Julia. So he's super emo looking, black feathery hair, and he usually has some sort of like eye makeup going on, like so, like a, one color. And sometimes it's red or orange and it's just across his eyes. And what does Tiffany look like? Gerard Way. Also, fun fact, do you know where My Chemical Romance is from? Maryland. Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> I wrote, is her daughter a mortician? What's up with all her makeup? Is that how the youngins are doing it these days? Exactly. This is the Black Parade. This is My Chemical Romance, the Black Parade. Oh, I know that song. That's the song that starts out with a doom, 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 doom. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's like the most famous note in the world. That doom. <laughs> There's all types of videos online. Yeah. Also, he wrote Umbrella Academy. Just fun fact. Didn't know that. Rebecca? is so nervous. She's so excited for Sied. She didn't know his age. She didn't know her age. Remember? A couple episodes back, she was like, I'm 47. Oh, oh, actually, I'm 49. Actually, what was the big fuss with Tiffany and Caveman riding in the same car from the airport? Was Rebecca hoping for a little something, something under the seat or something? Like, what was that? I think this is the producers telling her, like, we need some drama. So can you insert yourself into the situation? That's what I just said. Something was trying to be inserted. Oh, yeah. Actually, I changed my mind. It's a little ridiculous, but she's the mom. You're the kid. Back off my junk. Yeah, just say no. No. We'll see you tomorrow. Let me get my boom boom in first. Like, <sighs> go, go away. The caveman son-in-law, Micah, I think his name, he has this look on his face the whole time like he wants a piece of somebody. He is looking for a fight. I don't know how many times they have to reuse the same line. Don't just piss me off. Like over and over again, this guy. And yes, sir, we can see your tattoos. You don't need to keep showing us on your chest. So I finish up with, I don't get why she was so nervous. She's met him before. They FaceTime all the time. This to me felt like manufactured drama. Yeah, this was nothing. I feel like they want to pick a fight. But at the same time, I feel like it would also be different if she didn't go through this entire process with somebody else. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is a little warranted. Sucks for Ziad. Sorry, your wife likes Middle Eastern guys. She has a thing, Julia. She sure does. 
still in March 2020. I know I kind of mentioned the dates a lot, but I do think it's relevant when we're kind of thinking about everything that happened in 2020, just to know where we are. Hazel is unpacking, and I don't think they're going to have any dresser issues the way Big Mike did, because Tarek just puts his stuff in a pile of on the chair next to the bed. It's awful. He is very messy. I have a friend who says she also doesn't put her clothes away. She just puts them in a big ball and just kind of picks from the pile. So we find out that Ari sleeps in bed with Tarek. Which is cute for a child with special needs. And he also keeps her clothes by his bed. Which makes sense for a single father. So I think the fair thing to do is to get a dresser for Hazel and put it in Ari's room. And so Hazel can have Ari's room and they don't have to see each other. I think that that would be good. Look, Hazel thinks that this Ari situation is going to ruin her romance. With who? Isn't she looking for chicks now anyways? Yeah, she she doesn't even like him. All right, Julia, I saw something in this scene that really mashes my meatball. Tarek showed a picture where he was traveling or maybe he was just with his daughter. He was wearing a TLC hat. Call it swag, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, that's ridiculous. That's like he was out and about somewhere, repping TLC, like he wants to be like, hey, aren't you the guy from Pillow Talk? Aren't you the guy who was with the girl? Like, that bothers me a lot when you're looking for that attention. Of course he wants it. He loves it. He also gets, he probably, that's how he makes his money now. Doing what? Wearing TLC stuff? No, being on their shows. Okay. Does he have an Instagram following? I have not Bet you he do. I'm excited to meet Ari. We've heard how she's a high-functioning kid, and as somebody who's worked with a lot of people like this, I can tell you that it's very variable. That's not the best way of saying that, but you never know what you're going to get. You know, We know somebody in our lives who's three or four years old, and they're high-functioning, and I've met other people that are low-functioning, and you're a big fan of the show The Good Doctor, where that's a different variation of somebody who is on the spectrum of autism. I'm very curious to see how this is going to be because so far what we've seen, or at least what I've seen, she looks like kind of like a normal kid. Yeah. I loved how Hazel dove right in. Not going to lie, Julie, I got a little verklempt. I was a little, yeah. I felt like that hug holding was so awkward. It wasn't. It was, that's how you, listen, these little kids, they have focusing problems. The way Ari was reacting, you would think that, She wasn't into it, but somebody who is on the spectrum, that's how they act. Like she's naturally going to be a little taken aback. That's how you can start to see it as little kids. Like they have trouble focusing on one thing and they're all over the place. Hazel grabbed her and I could feel the love. I thought that was such a genuine sweet moment. I really, really did. I was afraid she was going to hit her or something. It's not like like that. Like Ari Ari is going to hit her. I know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Hazel's going to walk over and smack her in the face. No. (laughs) That is a big misconception that these kids are always biting and screaming. And it's not how it is. That's when they're upset. But she approached her slowly. She had a relationship with her. It was sweet. That's it. Where I do think things are getting a little weird. How are these cameras not freaking Ari out? She has to be really weirded out by all these strange people and cameras around her. I think that they're probably kind of far away. Get out of here. Yeah, that probably was freaking her out, but she, it's not like she said much. All she said was Hazel. I don't think she's going to be saying war and peace anytime soon, Julia. Final thought. I, we always kind of bring things back of things I didn't realize. 
they showed, you know, Tarek at the end of the episode kind of uh, saying something. I can't believe he's 47. He looks really, really good for a 47-year-old. Yeah, he looks like Rebecca's son. Yeah. And they're the same age. Tarek is 10 years older than me. If you told me he was in his mid-30s, early 30s, I'd totally believe it. And it's not just his demeanor. I just think he looks really good for his age. Yeah, it's all that meditation. Maybe he's onto something with them crystals. Yeah, he's probably just rubbing crystals on his face. Can we get to the main event? <sighs> yes. Buckle up your seatbelts. Give me all the Stephanie who is cursing up a storm. I assumed it was at Ryan, but it sounds like it's more towards the Belizean government. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know how many times she said that so many times. Come on, Belize. Mama needs her medicine. You know, I'm talking about that you serum. I was more concerned with her outfit right now. I liked it. It's getting a lot of hate online. I thought it kind of looked a little sexy. Not was she lie. wearing a bra? I don't think you have to wear a bra with that. I'm assuming her tatas are not real anyway, so she doesn't need a bra. I mean, I just feel like there's got to be chafage. Ryan also seems to be in a government shutdown as he is not returning any of her calls, nor is he picking up the phone. Julia, there's a comedian that does a good joke about when you're going camping and you get into an argument and you really want to slam the door. So you just do the zipper thing really, really fast. I love how Stephanie angrily hangs up the phone by tapping on the end call button with like her fake nails. Uh, it made me laugh out loud. But you know, since this was just Stephanie in her empty house, her and her cats, we got some great B-roll of her house. Right. What did we, what did we see? On her wall, Alan. On her wall, there was what I'm calling the Mona Lisa of 90 Day Fiance. Julia, that picture was absurd. Painting, sorry. That painting was absurd. It was a a huge oil painting of her laying with her cats, who she has full-on conversations with. So, full disclosure, I thought she only had one cat. Are there two? Oh, there's definitely two. Have we seen two in like an episode? I thought it was all about the key lime yogurt with the one cat and the one that sleeps in bed. He's a Mr. So-and-so. I know you think all cats look the same, but they probably do. (laughs) They do look the same. I mean, how many cats did Colt have? Oh, it's a ton. No, he had like four to six. It was a lot. Oh, I thought it was like three or four, but. Okay, it was a lot. Yeah, she has two. I wouldn't be surprised if she got another one to replace Ryan. (laughs) Called it Brian. Six hours later time out do the cameraman hang out with her all day probably they have breaks and stuff but they'll spend the day shooting with her yeah at what point do they pull a pam beasley and start talking like so what are you watching anything good on netflix do you remember that office episode Uh, oh yeah when the cameraman got fired for protecting her maybe not i forget they had like a little flirtation thing going back and forth for a while one last chance to call Ryan. And then I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like they were just sitting around waiting. Okay, now he's ready to talk. He didn't pick up. (laughs) No more, she says. Or as Debbie would say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not calling Ryan anymore. Julia, her main reason for calling him is to share in her grief and to see if he is as upset as she is. Probably not. My man has it made right now. He does not care. I know I kind of always go back to the same thought, but he's probably just down in Belize with all the money. He's probably going out. He's partying. He's dating. I can't imagine. He looks at his phone. He's like, nope, not doing that one. 
That's what I do when you call. That's not true. Back to Squim, Washington. Cinderella, Cinderella, night and day, it's Cinderella. Make the fire, fix the breakfast, wash the dishes, do the mopping. They got Natalie doing some work. It is boring. I want to die. She had to remove her nails because of all the physical labor. And Natalie goes, quote, I didn't realize America is all about hard work. And the Ukraine is not? I don't know. You know their perception of us, right? Yeah, we're like Trump-loving slobs over here. Fat, lazy, eat fast food, like six meals a day. And we're super rich, all of us. What is going on with Natalie's makeup? There's a meme I saw online. I can't take credit for it. You probably have never seen this movie, but one of my all-time favorites, it's a movie called Cry Baby, okay? Any idea? No? Mm-mm. It's a Johnny Depp back before, like right after 21 Jump Street. Great movie. Do you know where they filmed that movie? Baltimore. Correct. They shot a scene at my middle school. There is a character in the movie that people are putting memes up for. Her name is called Hatchet Face. Julia, once you see it, you will not be able to unsee it. Natalie is turning into this character named Hatchet Face. It's the blonde with the eyeliner and the lipstick. I feel like I've seen it. It looks crazy. Yeah, right. right. And the fact that Natalie's crying all the time, I saw that online. I was like, well done. Claps. Well, Natalie and her mother both kind of remind me of um, the movie Witches. Don't know. Have you ever seen that? It's no. Rald, Rald Dahl. You know Rald Dahl? Rodolfo? Rald Dahl. No, Waldo. I, I found him before. Waldo. Stop it. You know who Rald Dahl is. I have no idea who you're talking about. Okay. He's an author. He wrote Mr. Poppins' Penguins. He wrote the BFG. He's also wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Heard of that one? I've heard of that one. The other ones, I didn't have a childhood. I have no idea what you're talking about. He wrote... James and the Giant Peach. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of all these things, Julia. Rall Dahl spells his name not the way I thought. I typed in R-O-L-L-D-O-L-L. It took me a while to get there. Okay. Well, there was a movie back in the early 90s that was terrifying to me, and it was called The Witches. And they just remade it on HBO with Anne Hathaway. And The Witches are terrifying, and they look like Natalie and her mom. Rall Dahl, your boy, also wrote a little movie called... Matilda. He, he has done well for yeah. himself. He's also not alive. This. Oh, no. He's been dead for yes. a long time. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's like, in his own right, his own sort of like Dr. Seuss, but like more for like tweens maybe, but yeah. not. Yeah. I heard a great story the other day about Dr. Seuss. I'm blanking on it specifically, but it was something like one of his books. I want to say it's Horton Hears a Who was him apologizing for something. It was like, I think he was going to get canceled or he said something racist and Horton Hears a Who was something about that. There's a deeper meaning to that I got to look into. Natalie is FaceTiming with her mother, whose service is horrible. That I did not understand at all. They have Wi-Fi over there. She tells her mother, everything is fine. Liar! She's lying. She is trying to make this like perfect scenario for her mother. He's going to give me the ring. It's great. I love America. He is planning a big surprise for the ring, and he's so romantic. What? I don't know. I feel like she should say, Maza, there is no cats in America. And then Stephanie's like, oh, yes, there is. There is a lot of cats in America. How many more Fievel jokes are you going to make? I love Fievel. I'm catching that. Okay. So when they were FaceTiming, Natalie had her mother, I think, in the upper left-hand corner, or maybe it was the upper right. So... When you're FaceTiming people, where do you put the person? I think it defaults to the right. Does it? Yeah. 
I am fairly sure I moved it to the left. I don't. Why? Why does this matter? It was just a random thought in my head. Oh, I don't. I thought it defaulted to the right. D- does anybody put the person in the lower corners? I don't know. I think it just. If you can, if you want, it just the default is. I'm going to start taking a poll. I'm actually really curious. By the way, when you say it defaults to, not every call. I generally just you can move it around very easily. I know, but I think if you if you pull it up, it'll just go to that. But you can move it. Okay. These are the thoughts in my head. Okay. Like, what do you want from me? So then they talk about the upcoming wedding. Mm, And and guess who's not invited? Her mom's not invited. How rude. Yeah. Rude. Well, I think her concerns are valid. I mean, when she was talking to camera about Mike, like she wants to plan a wedding because it takes time for her family to get their visas to come to America. I, I don't think she actually had that conversation with Mike. No. I didn't understand why the mother can't come. Yeah, that's silly. But I think the bigger issue is that she's not engaged and they don't have a wedding planned. I think she thinks it's not going to work and she doesn't want the mother to now buy a ticket and start to plan and stuff. I think that's what this is. That's my hypothesis. You know, maybe she can tell her mom, first steps, I unpacked. You can't say that when you tell your mother that everything is great and you just had an amazing weekend and he's the most romantic person ever. Right. So instead you just say- You're not invited, mom. It's just going to be us. Right. Because if she wanted to say, well, maybe you should hold off on buying that ticket, then it's going to be like, what do you mean? Exactly. I I don't think she wants to. I Honestly, I think her mom goes a little crazy. Do you remember when they were talking about when they were breaking up in Ukraine and her mom was like, let's talk about kids. And that's like the furthest from what was going on. Mm -hmm. So why even confuse dear old mama natalie you're right so anyways our last scene for the part one is in georgia the state not the country zied is finally about to arrive finally the reunion a mother and her son they got those spinning shots again always they embrace and the camera spins around them you know how every time we see this, every episode, I tell you, I know, Julia, I know, but it's my favorite part. This one did nothing for me. It felt really weird. It wasn't perfect? No. Did you notice how Ziad just kept saying everything was perfect? I did. I was like, what was it, Ari, every, on The Bachelor, everything was amazing? Yeah. And for Ziad, everything was perfect. As predicted, Zied seemed not thrilled with Tiffany and Micah at the airport. Maybe surprised actually was kind of more what it was about. And it wasn't a big deal anyways, Rebecca, you worry wart. Like, chill out. Yeah. Say hi to your new daughter and her boyfriend and uh, just embrace being a stepdaddy. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Tiffany was annoyed that Zied was so easygoing. When the whole time they were so worried that he was going to be this like massive control freak. He's go with the flow, baby, you know, which is the exact opposite of what they're so tense about. Like I said, no matter what he does, he's going to be wrong. He just wants to go shopping. He's got his new fashion, his new wardrobe to to show off in Atlanta. Julia, I thought when they were on the other way, he was one of the grosser people I've ever seen, certainly as a man. I think my man's got it going on now. He looks like he had a queer eye makeover. I think he looks great. I saw many, many things saying that he's gone from not to hot this season. Oh, Maybe yeah. It's just the haircut. It was a haircut and a little bit of a wardrobe thing. He is still just as bearded and schlubby as normally. All right. Well, that is the first part of this latest 90 Day Fiance episode. Make sure to follow us on 
Instagram, Love Is Out There Podcast. Why? Why would they ever follow us at Instagram, Julia? Because we have some great memes and it reminds them to listen to our episodes. Ding, ding, ding. Speaking of ding, 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 they can come to our YouTube as well and watch Alan eat some gross foods from other countries. That are representative to cast members of 90 Day Fiance. It's a blind taste test, even though when you're watching the video, you get to see it. See if you can guess the people as we go. I am not enjoying tasting all the food from around the world, and we're getting a lot of shade, or at least I'm getting a lot of shade because of it. It's great. I found love. I found love. We found love. Yeah. Bye.